Hi, friends. Welcome back to Practicing Faith. I'm Nathan with Tucker. Today, we're going to be in Philippians and Colossians, right? So Philippians is a little bit of a weird uh, book because it's a thank you note. Paul is in prison and people from Philippi send him a gift basket, a care package, and he writes this letter back as a way to say thank you. He writes a poem in there and everything. I don't know, Tucker, have you ever written a poem as part of your thank you note cards? I've written a poem or two, but nothing that should <laughs> be repeated or shared publicly. <laughs> in scripture right here. <laughs> and in this, he, he says something interesting. He says, I've learned to be content. The, the man in whatever situation I'm in, the, the man's in prison and, and he he's like, I'm content. I'm OK. And I don't know about you, Tucker, but like this is completely like anathema, foreign. Like I, I can't wrap my head around this sometimes. I am constantly like scheming of how I can change my external circumstance so that I can like be happy. And I know it sounds cliche, but I really do think this sometimes like new mountain bike, new job, fun show, whatever. It just doesn't really even matter. Like I'm always like trying to find the right thing to make me happy here. Mm. I'm with you, man. Uh, I think that's just part of being human. Part of our built-in hardware is always looking for something other than what's right in front of us. In fact, I would say, I think I probably wake up in that state almost every day of my life in some way feeling discontent. Either it's, oh, I'm tired. Why can't I sleep better? Or, oh, what's coming uh, up today? Or, there's some, it's like while I'm sleeping, the natural man takes over and takes the wheel and starts driving me to some place. And when I wake up, I'm like, what are we doing right here? Let's get out of this place. And I feel I wake up with discontent every morning. And so I have to do these spiritual practices to get myself in a place where I can accept and throw my arms around current life situation. Um, so yeah, you're talking to a guy that hears exactly what you're saying. This is a constant everyday practice that I need to, in, in order to get out of discontent. Well, no, I've noticed, at least for myself and, and, and some of the people around me, that when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel discontent, we try and control our external circumstances and fix our external circumstances in some way. Um, but, but Paul seems to be advocating a different path, a, a different approach right here. Um, so take us through a couple of the things you see, maybe the, the poet poem he shares or any of the, the insights he gives that can kind of help us in this circumstance when mm. we're feeling discontent. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Paul shares a poem in chapter two that is talking about the mind that was in Jesus Christ. And as he shares this poem, it's not offset in our King James version, so you would know where it is, but it is in, in, on, in some other versions. I'll read the version, the New Revised Standard version, the, the New Revised Standard version. I can't even say that. He got it. Stuck it. Yeah, thank you. The NRSV. And... Uh, I'll read it in this language, but Paul just really highlights 
that Jesus had a different mind than we do, which is a just a fascinating concept to me. Um, but I'm going to start before the poem starts uh, as he gives this advice to the Philippians. I'll start in verse three from the NS, N, <laughs> NRSV. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And this is the poem that describes the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also hath therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, and in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the poem there that Paul shares. Nate, what to you in this poem, in these verses, is Paul trying to highlight about the mind of Christ? What do you see? I Like, instead of being defensive and trying to control the exterior circumstance, he talks about him emptying himself, pulling out some, like, maybe the desires or fears or whatever. And then whatever circumstance comes, even to death, he he's able to deal with that that circumstance. And it's so different from my approach right here absolutely like i think uh the natural human tendency is for all of us to look outside and start thinking what targets do i need to shoot at in order to to conquer this these problems that i'm having and change my circumstances into something that makes me happy and paul and christ here are saying actually Look at the space inside of you, the inner man, as Paul has said in other places, where you're shooting from. Like, empty yourself so that there's no more weapons in there that are trying to, like, shoot down the evil outside. But become aware of the inside and, and where you're coming from. And this is easier done than said. Would you agree with that, Nate? <laughs> Oh man, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, I found peace when I stop controlling, trying to control everything, and I, I try and um, find some uh, emptiness, stillness, um, and, and just be where I'm at, whether I find it uncomfortable or comfortable. Even on little things like I don't know, like temperature. Sometimes, like oh, it's too hot, and I complain about it. Oh, it's too cold, but like. When I like empty that expectation and instead I'm just in that place, it, it it honestly is almost universal that there's magic in that, in the creation of God in that moment when I allow myself to be there without this constant judgment or trying to control something that I have really no control over. I, I can't control global weather patterns. I, I just can't. And when I'm just empty that expectation and there, like suddenly it comes alive with some really good things, I feel like. 
Oh, absolutely. You're reminding me of a moment recently when my son and I were riding bikes through a freezing cold rainstorm. And I remember catching myself on the inside before I labeled this as miserable, right? Because I really wanted to. There's this big desire inside of me to label this as something evil, something bad, something wrong that I was going through. And but just before I labeled it, uh, I was like, oh, I can't do that, or this is going to be miserable. And so I just said to my son, I was like, isn't this invigorating? <laughs> or, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, this is refreshing. And we started to come up with these sarcastic, positive terms. But in it, we started to laugh. And instead of it being a miserable experience, like that same thing, we could have honestly used other labels for the same experience and been like, this is torture. This is miserable. And we could have laughed about that. But our inner suffering would have increased with that. Like, this is a fascinating thing. Let me share a quote from Marcus Aurelius, which uh, I don't know if we've talked about him on this podcast, but a Roman emperor that uh, wrote down some of his personal thoughts. And now they're in a book called Meditations. I read this the other day, Nate, and it just blew my mind. He says this, and this is like book eight of meditations, paragraph 28. He says, the soul can preserve its own clear sky and calm voyage by not assessing pain as an evil. I'll read it one more time because for me, it's so deep that it takes some time to settle in. The soul can preserve its own clear sky and calm voyage by not assessing pain as an evil. So if I'm going to try to say to my own words, like inside of me, I can have clear sky and a calm voyage as long as I can become so aware that I don't start to assess pain or my circumstances, or my situation, or something that's not going the way I would have asked it to go as evil. But once I assess my circumstances, external things as an evil, I will go into battle mode, and I will attack it, and I will try to change it, and I will try to fix it. And my soul won't have clear sky and a calm voyage anymore. I'll be turbulent and resistant. So that's how I understand what Aurelius is saying here, Nate, what, what reaction do you have to that? Well, and I, I think that's what Paul's saying later on in chapter four, verse, verse seven, where he says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. He He's saying that, that we can get into this state as we trust Jesus, as we exercise faith in him, where things feel peaceful and steady and calm. We, we don't have to label these interior emotions or these external states as something bad and resist them. Uh, we, we can accept them as part of this human experience that has been redeemed by Jesus. And as we, we do, there, there's a stillness or a peace that can transcend the circumstance, transcend the emotion, transcend the hurt uh, or the discomfort and and turn it into something that that is rich um that can be meaningful that that can be i think that that 
that sounds like an exciting way to live. And again, like I know it's easier said than done when we when we're feeling an uncomfortable feeling or we're in a dis- uncomfortable situation. Um, but but that's part of why we practice. I don't think Paul got to this state where he's content while he's in jail. He's content while he has riches and poverty. Like, I don't think it's just automatic. I think it's something that that you develop over time. And the more and more you practice trusting Jesus and his redemption and his rich richness here. Yeah. Any other thoughts there on that? Yeah, I was just thinking of examples in Christ's life of um, when he was obviously coming from this place, right? It shows up in times where his actions and his uh, state of being is in stark contrast to where he's at. Um, you know, like the obvious example of him taking a nap on a boat where uh, the disciples wake him up. Cares thou not that we perish? And he's peaceful. And he's like, oh, ye of little faith, right? Which I think maybe he's saying, we need to practice faith a little bit more here, right? And come from an, another place. Uh, and then he says, peace be still to the to the external circumstances and the sea goes calm. But he's only able to do that because inside of him, there was clear sky and a calm voyage, even though externally it was stormy skies and a turbulent voyage, right? So, I mean, we can we could probably bounce back and forth a lot of times where Jesus was coming from calm, even though externally it was turbulent, like the woman taken in adultery. That was really intense, like Peter chopping off the ear um you know and and Jesus healing instead like the cross and gethsemane that Jesus is just um connected to this space where he's emptied himself and so it's it's calm it's a clear sky and a calm voyage on the inside of Christ so i i, I want to practice this cuz i i truly honestly want to be better at this like i i want to have more moments in my life where i have clear skies regardless of the stormy conditions outside uh, or inside like i might have anxious or stormy feelings inside i i want to be able to rely on jesus in those moments so um let, let's go through a practice right here would you mind running us through through a practice to to try and develop this capacity and this faith a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to try. And again, all these practices that we do are just a practice getting into a different mind, into the mind of Christ or into the consciousness of Christ, where we kind of empty ourselves and get into the spot. And I'm not perfect at this, but I'm super happy to to try. So let's go ahead and get in a comfortable position where you can just give all of your attention to the present moment and let's start emptying ourselves by maybe close your eyes and take a deep breath and on the out breath just empty yourself the best that you can release any tension that's physical in your body see if you can release any tension that's even in your mind any stress or anxiety or difficulty right there and just give yourself complete permission to just be right here right now practicing faith with us 
And it might take a few breaths to just come to a state of stillness where you empty yourself and whatever comes up, whatever tension, problem, worry, fear, or thought, just let it float away and continue to empty yourself for a few moments. And Paul says, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. And then he goes on to say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So take a moment to just sit in this stillness and whatever comes up, whatever thoughts or feelings are there, just be content with whatever they are. Even if there's something that you want to label as difficulty or it's something that you want to say is wrong in your life, see if you can just watch your inner world for a little bit. Watch the feelings, notice the feelings, observe the thoughts, and allow yourself to be content with your state right here, right now. And notice as you accept your current feelings, your current thoughts, see if you can notice any shift in your inner weather. Can you sense clear skies and a calmer voyage as you extend acceptance with whatever is arising, with wherever you are at this point? And if you do notice a rising clarity, your inner clear skies becoming more and more clear, if you do sense a calm rising, feel free to just turn your attention to that sensation of the rising clarity, the increasing calm that comes with it. And just remember that as you do feel rising peace or calm or clarity or love, that the ultimate source of all of this is God. It comes, emanates from Christ. He said, I am the life and light of this world. 
And Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And just notice the strength that comes to you as you sit in this stillness, this emptiness, and this clarity. And if you'd like to sit in this a while, feel free to pause. But let's wrap this up by just repeating a few times this phrase to ourselves. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And go ahead and open your eyes and come back and notice the outside world and try to preserve this quality, this sense of calm and emptiness and strength through Christ as we move forward. Nate, anything to add after doing that practice? Oh, thank you for running it through. Like uh, there's moments that my mind wandered, but it was nice to to come back and just almost even embrace that wandering, being content with that aspect and then just letting it go again and, and kind of beginning again in, in that process. And, as, and so, yeah, I, I'm grateful to practice uh, that and, and to move forward. Yeah, and this is something like where we started in this podcast. It is not natural. It's something that, at least for me, it demands practice. It's something that every day oh, I find myself discontent and I need to like be still and practice being content with whatever has been given me. And then uh, hope, hopefully open myself to a rising um, calm and clarity and then just become more unified with God in Christ in that practice. So thanks for being with us, everybody. So fun to practice faith with you. We hope that this is uh, doing some good. And if it is, please feel free to share it with somebody else so that we can practice faith together.